This is the Last Week Liquid Podcast. Welcome to the Last Week Liquid Podcast, the show dedicated to the world of drone bass. My name is Simon and I produce drone and bass under the name Mill Street. And today I'm sitting down with Oliver, also known as Changing Faces. Oliver is a drum and bass producer and DJ from Slovakia. And in this episode, we talk about Oliver's move from liquid to dance floor music, the relative importance of IDs versus mixdown, why it's vital you make music that you love, how to craft the perfect set, and much more. Quick reminder that you can join the Facebook group at Last Week Liquid Podcast Community if you enjoy the content here. But now onto the episode. So as always, thanks a lot for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. And we're on. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Last Week Liquid podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Oliver, also known as Changing Faces. Oliver has been putting out quality drum and bass for almost a decade now, with releases across labels such as Focus, Spearhead and Pilot Records. He has also played at some of the most prestigious festivals, such as Let It Roll and Hospitality on the Beach. You can catch his latest release, Thunder, with Lottie Woodward, out now on Viper Recordings. Oliver, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, happy New Year. <laughs> um, happy New Year your... to you too. Hope this one will be better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's something... Uh, I, I think we all want to put behind 2020. I don't know how it was for you specifically. Uh, I believe you you live in Slovakia, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. How, how was uh, like Christmas, New Year, all of that stuff in, in Slovakia? Well, nothing special because, you know, this year, well, last year was uh, quite hard. And it didn't even seem like Christmas or like a New Year's Eve celebrations and everything. Were you like... Uh, because most of my guests are usually from the UK. I'm in Belgium, but in the UK, it's like really strict right now. How are things in, in Slovakia at the moment? Are you allowed to... Yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty strict right now as well. But uh, you can still like visit family. Okay. Uh, I mean, you shouldn't, but it's not like yeah, yeah you yeah. can't go. But you shouldn't like uh, meet with tons of friends or mm. Mm, go like in the city if you if you are not going to buy some groceries or like going to drugstore or something like that so okay. only necessary things okay so it's still quite strict then yeah 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 here it's it's getting better i feel now in belgium like all the shops are still open but uh like restaurants are still closed, bars. Oh, you live in closed. Belgium. I thought that you live in UK. No, no, I live in Belgium. Yeah, actually, I thought you were based in the UK. So that's why I said like ah, UK well, time. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm in, uh, I'm in Belgium. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I feel like it's getting better here compared to like the UK or other countries. Mm, but uh, Yeah, it's really bad in UK. I think it's... The situation there is one of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's like one of the most like vibrant scenes in terms of music, like not just drum and bass, but like all the music I love almost comes from the UK. So for yeah, them same. To have like, it's crazy that they have like the worst situation, but the most, one of the most active music scenes. Mm, yeah. It's, it's quite sad, especially because of this. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh let's try and put that behind us. <laughs> Look forward to 2021. Um just wanna jump straight into it. Um so your latest release, uh I mentioned in the intro, Thunder with a uh, Lottie Woodward on on Viper. Uh t- t- tell me a bit about that track, how how it came about. I think it's your like third collab with, with Lottie. Um how did that come about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's third track with her. And this is like first of my um like my first attempt in more dancey track mm-hmm. because I really enjoy playing dance floor drum and bass and I always wanted to make tracks like that but when I started producing I always produced like some kind of soulful and liquid and this is this is uh something different mm. 
and it's also uh, it's harder to produce drag like that okay and i don't know i i don't even know how i made it honestly <laughs> it was uh like coincidence i guess but when once i i came up with that lead melody mm. that track was writing itself and it was like really easy to finish it because i had a lot of ideas what to do with it mm-hmm. I, I i i knew it need it needed a vocal as well and you know like lottie was always singing into liquid tracks as well i wasn't sure that she will fit but when she sent me like the lyrics and uh, the vocal it was amazing mm. and before before she uh, sent it over i also told her that i want to i want to use like a like part of the vocal uh, could be pitched down mm. and she did it as well so it's it, uh, when it, when she sings like can you feel the thunder it has like an original sound and then pitched yeah, down the octave down yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's that's perfect!" And <laughs> somehow it happened. And also, we became really good friends. She mm. was in Slovakia, I was in UK for a visit, and okay. yeah, so we have somehow like a personal friend connection as well. I really love working with her because she always makes everything I want because mm-hmm. it's like how i imagined the vocal it's how she makes it oh like, yeah okay every single time That's i don't know how she yeah. knows what i love but yeah and yeah so we we have another track done which is uh it's not that dancey as standard but it's more like poppy dance uh radio track and it was supposed to come out in uh, october as a single but unfortunately Sometimes things don't work out as uh, as I plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And now I feel like there's no point releasing music because the track is kind of like really positive and summer. So I want to self-release it later this year, maybe around okay. April or so. Hopefully, the things will be a bit better by that mm-hmm. time. So I'm kind of I'm kind of saving up the track. And yeah. Hope I will still like it then, uh, <laughs> at the time because it's 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 almost like one year and a half old. Oh well. Wow. I still enjoy it and I hope that people will like it too. But I'm kind of I'm kind of scared because I've never did a self release. You know, it will be everything will be up on me. Like do the promo and everything. If you if you don't have a promo from some major YouTube um, channel or some sick Spotify playlist, the track can get lost. Yeah, and this is what scares me because, like as mm. I said, I think this is one of the best tracks I I've wrote because it's something oh, well. I think that not only drum and bass people will will enjoy because, as I said, it's really like radio friendly. Mm-hmm. But it's still drum and bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Okay, yeah, because you said it was more like poppy dance. So I was wondering, oh wow, is it not drum and bass? Or? <laughs> no, it's it's not something like Justin Bieber. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm really. Well, but honestly, having him on the track would be a dream, of course. <laughs> uh, that would be from a promotion perspective. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Be no, it's it's drum and bass. It's just okay, uh, yeah. it's 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 too radio. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's funny you were saying at the start when you tar- started talking about that track Thunder and you said it was one of your like first attempts at a more dance floor track and that you said it was more like difficult than a, a liquid track. Why do you think it's? Why did you feel it was more difficult than a liquid track? Um, because because uh, like the liquid and soulful, I used to produce mm-hmm. and also uh, similar tracks like that from other liquid producers are mostly based on sampling yeah and it's usually only like you have to have like a sick background like some sick atmosphere or something like that 
and then some nice bass line. This is how I always start my tracks. Mm-hmm. So I just find like a background, some cool sample or anything, and then I write bass line into it. And then I try to add more stuff. But when it comes to dance floor tracks, you, well, I still use some samples, but it's more about the leads and uh, like writing the melodies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, you need a catchy lead, you need some arps and plugs and stuff like this, and it's it's hard to do it from samples, you know? So it's more it's about more, sound design, yeah. Yeah, it's more like about your your own ideas and your creativity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sound design as well, because tracks like this has to have a really good sound. Yeah. yeah. And it's sometimes it's really hard to mix down track like that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is the worst part for me because <laughs> I I love doing like the arrangement and melodies and ideas, but I really don't enjoy the technical side of production because mm-hmm. I find it boring. You yeah. know, like <laughs> some producers are like audio sound geeks. They know how to do every sound, but I don't know how to do it, you know, <laughs> because I don't, I don't know. It's really important to have a good sound, but also to have a good idea. And if I if I had to choose between having the best mix down or the best track ideas, I would choose to have the best track ideas because I think that people uh, who are not like producers or something like that, they don't care about it that much. Mm. Yeah. And it's more it's more important that the track has some feelings you know that you connect with it yeah. or some really cool lyrics and melody that stacks into your head and so on but yeah of course the sound design is also important but you get what i mean yeah no absolutely i think if you li- if you take like one track that has an amazing vibe and melody the mix down is maybe a bit rough but it still has that amazing vibe versus a track that's super professionally produced but there's like no vibe, the melody sucks, and you forget about a track after five minutes. I would take the first one every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I I try to um, put like all of the emotions into tracks, you know, and it's really important for me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Coming back again to the to that track, Thunder. Um, did you decide like in advance that you wanted to make a more dance floor track? Was that like a decision, or did it more? kind of happen as you were writing the track and when you found the melody you thought oh wow this should be a more dance floor type of tune well i think it was like i uh, i somehow i was watching some like tutorial on youtube or something and i was i i was really uh trying to make the typical dnb baseline like that goes that you know that one that you can hear in sub focus tracks dimension and so the, i the yeah and metric uses all of them as well yeah yeah yeah. and i uh i somehow made that sound and then i found that lead melody like the the sound of the lead mm-hmm. and it sounded really full and strong and like the the lead melody in thunder is really is really easy and it's, it's really like it's it's almost like stupid melody you know, because <laughs> it's really ridiculous and it it worked and then i uh i added the plug and as i said that the track was writing itself yeah okay so it more kind of happened as you were as you were writing it. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah and is that a because again like most of your older stuff and previous stuff is definitely more on the liquid side more like focus and celsius type of uh drum yeah. bass uh like in the future do you plan on focusing more on that like dance floor liquidity type of music or was it just this one track like how do you see the future now well i am definitely trying to make more tracks like this Mm -hmm. Uh, like the ones you can play on a party and people will dance because as i said i really enjoy uh playing music like that and i also want to be one of those producers Yeah. But uh, I will definitely make some liquid as well. I uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to 
say because you know like your style changed from time to time mm. and sometimes i enjoy dancey bangers then i enjoy some less dancey tracks and mm. it's it's only about the moment you know yeah and i just want to make anything that comes to my mind and if it's good enough for me after a while and i have a good feedback on it i want to put it out and i just i don't want to look if it's dense enough or liquid because okay each track i make has some kind of uh, emotion i had in myself when i was making it so mm. yeah it's always um like a balance i feel between like some producers will have a very like coherent or uh like the same type of tracks all the time and then some other producers will do very different styles like within drum and bass but like very dance floor deep minimal liquid like they they try a bit of everything um yeah so yeah it, it really depends on everybody what like avenue you want to take um yeah but i think it never hurts to like experiment at least uh not stick with one subgenre yeah i mean i have also like another uh, work in progress which i want to have some kind of like a future base in the first first drop and second will be mm. dnb it's still like 174 ppm yeah but for example i really enjoy wilkinson and his mm -hmm. latest album that came out like in 2017 i guess the hypnotic one mm -hmm. because like each track there is amazing for me and it's not only dnb there Well, the tracks are in the NB tempo, but you know, like yeah, yeah, the, the drum pattern and everything is different. And I really enjoy um, the the instruments, like live elements he has in his tracks. Mm. And also, he always has sick vocalists. So yeah, I would love to make something like that as well. And I just got an electric guitar recently. So yeah, but I don't know how to play it all. <laughs> so I still need to learn that. I don't know. I just wanted to have some instrument like I can touch, you know, and feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it. It always helps to have some some type of live instruments in your yeah in your productions, even though it's it might be like maybe just one note and you turn it into a pad. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah, this like... is this is amazing with guitar. Like, um, you can make just like one one tone and then sample it, you know, and you you get some nice cool background. Yeah. You put some effects on it, and yeah. it really helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember on the very first episode of this podcast, I was talking with a a, a commotion Jack. And he told me he had a on the acoustic guitar. Like one day, he just recorded a lot of like harmonics, pinch harmonics, and then he just like processed them like crazy. And then th he used a lot of those afterwards as like transition effects. And he said like they work yeah. like, really well be between phrases. So you don't have to be like technically amazing at guitar and be able to play crazy chords to incorporate it in in your productions i think yeah exactly like this is this is the main point why i got it i mean i i i for sure want to learn how to play as a beginner at least and maybe be able to play easy song but uh i i don't need to be like a kiss band or something like that you know <laughs> yeah no for sure um maybe bring it back uh I was mentioning in the intro, so you, you've been producing for quite a long time now um, yeah. in drum and bass. What what kind of drove you? I think you started when you were like around 50, yeah, I, read, yeah. I read somewhere. What what kind of drove you to production and to drum and bass specifically? Yeah, I think I started when I was like 14, maybe 15, something from that age. I uh, I somehow found, found uh, like FL Studio and I use it until today. And I did not start with DNB at first. Mm. I was just trying to make some rap beats or something like this. Yeah. And I think that the track that got me into DNB was uh, Colvin Harris' "Ready for the Weekend" high contrast remix. Mm -hmm. I've heard it 
in a YouTube video which was recorded from uh, one festival called Pohoda here in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. And High Contrast was uh, playing there. I I don't even remember because it's so long ago, you know, it's yeah. like 10 years. But I I I uh, I was doing it mostly for fun and you know because I always I'm not that kind of person who likes to go out that often. I'm more like introverted, and this was like uh, I don't know. Music was always like really important for me and everything around art. I also did enjoy like drawing and stuff like this. Mm. and it kind of it's it's hard to explain because just i don't know yeah yeah. (laughs) but but i really i I really liked it and i i never thought that i will be doing it as a full time you know i uh, started only because of fun i i made some really crap (laughs) tutorials Oh, really? But it actually helped a lot of people because I I still get some messages, like even uh, today or something. But I oh, then well. deleted the videos because it was really bad and old. <laughs> and so you know you I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to give my YouTube channel uh, like a fresh look. Yeah, yeah. Because I also like made a new website for me and everything, so I wanted to have everything. Like, uh, new with mm-hmm. not with old stuff and yeah i remember that i made then like a facebook fan page i uh put all of my tracks for free like in a return of uh for a facebook like so if okay. you wanted to have my track you had to like my fan page and by this i built quite a few thousand people oh, well. on the on the facebook page and uh, then I had my first release with uh, with Maka, and people started started telling me that I should learn how to DJ because they wanted to like book me on a party. Mm. And I was I was like sixteen or so. I was like, what? Not crazy. <laughs> I I yeah. I was like, I don't know. I I I was feeling that I don't need to learn like how to play, you know, because. I didn't really know that I will do this as a full time. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends, he showed me how to DJ. And then I uh, I got booked, and my first gig was hospitality in Slovakia. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, I got my first CDJs. It was uh, CDJ two hundred. Okay. And that's, that's a long time ago. my. My grandma gave me some money <laughs> to buy it. Okay. It was like uh, it was like secondhand, and here I am now. But I'm not playing from CDs. CDs. No. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and not even bit. from CDJ to two hundred. <laughs> yeah. No. There's been a, a bit of evolution since but, then. Yeah, but but uh, let me say those CDJs were really good, and I think CDJ two hundred. Are one of the best CDJ models. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I was just uh, just gonna say that that's a perfect uh, transition into another topic I wanted to ask you, and that's about DJing. Um, yeah, because I watched your the set you you uploaded back in uh, December. I think it was like your end of year set. Um, yeah, yeah, and honestly, I I started watching it, and then I sent it straight away to a friend because I thought mm-hmm. that set was like really amazing. Um, thank you so much yeah so yeah I'm just curious like what's kind of your process when you when you put your your set together like how do you choose your tracks all that kind of stuff Uh, any tips for people that are starting to DJ because clearly you know what you're doing (laughs) yeah so I uh, well this this set was a bit different because I tried to play mostly the tracks that came out this year but when it comes to like uh another sets when i play on like a live gig i always try to play uh everything so i always like add some unreleased music some really old tracks like a throwback tunes 
maybe like old high contrast or Danny Bird and you know like the old hospital yeah, dancing releases and stuff like this or uh, yeah then some classics I still enjoy playing for example Metric Fetso VIP is mm. like one of my favorite tracks I I think I played in every every set and then some of my tracks but actually I don't play that many tunes from me because as I said I play dancey dancey mix uh, I play dancey sets and I don't have that many dancey yeah. tracks for myself so I usually play only maybe like three or four tracks for me Mm. that's why I need to work more on the dance floor tunes so I can play more yeah, yeah. and yeah and I sometimes play even like maybe like one or two deep drone bass tracks as well sometimes I even play something harder like not not that hard like for example I don't know like some blackout music mm -hmm. but uh, some heavier dance floor yeah, yeah, and I I find that people really enjoy well, especially abroad. People really enjoy if you play selection like this that yeah. you can find everything in it. And I always had like a good response, especially on the throwback tracks, mm -hmm. like some older classics, because you know, like I noticed that all the big DJs, like in drum and bass. They don't play stuff like this at all. They only focus on playing their music. And question about the tips for beginners. I think that you should uh, like really know the tracks you play because I know like I know exactly when the vocal hits and when it ends and stuff like this. You know, and it's really important when you are DJing dance floor because when you are mixing two or three tracks together and you don't know where the vocal is in each one, uh, it can happen that the vocals can crash into each other mm, and yeah, it, yeah. Will, it won't sound good. Um, you should like really know what you are playing and you should know the tracks well. And also it's really important to mix like, uh, like a, in key that the tracks Mm -hmm. blends together nicely because you know like if you play track that it's in i don't know one key and then you wanna mix it with something else which is not in the same key or similar key it won't sound good because it will sound false you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i think especially in in like the more dance floor like in that mix that you put up uh when it's more dance floor and melodic and with vocals uh, then it's really important to stay in key or have a a key that's like nearby where the transition yeah, will work. Uh, it's maybe I mean, less, yeah. Most of the most of the dance tracks are in F minor, so yeah, it's really not in that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. that uh, when you are producing music, it's easier to be a DJ because mm. you kind of know which track fits to another because you know it by ear like the melody and if you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah absolutely yeah and you you understand like the the structure and phrases and things like that yeah because sometimes when i hear a track i uh, instantly get an idea what which other track will fit with that one mm. yeah it's like um it's almost like when you when you produce it makes you a better DJ because you understand song structures better. And when you DJ, it also makes you a better producer because then you have ideas based on tracks that you mixed. You have ideas on what you can write. So they're like complementary, the two of them. Yeah. But I think it's better and easier to be first producer and then DJ, not mm. the opposite way. Okay. Because I think a lot of people start off DJing yeah, yeah that's true yeah but it's i think it's easier to be well not easier i mean it's not that easy to be a producer because it takes like a lot of time and everything mm. so on but i think because of this if you start with it earlier then you can like uh, start with the teaching later because i think teaching is way 
easier than producing music. Yeah. yeah. Would you, this is probably a trick question, but you, would you say you prefer DJing at Let It Roll or producing music? Uh, if I had to choose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think producing music. Oh, really? Wow. If I, I mean, if I, if I had to choose like doing, like producing music until the end of my life mm -hmm. only, or, or only playing a lot of roll, I was just producing music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. Because, yeah, because like you can still have it online and it connects with people and you can still like express your emotions and so on. Yeah. I I can't imagine like being only a DJ and not yeah. making music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. That was, it was a trick question. <laughs> um, there's something else you 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 said in a previous interview that I found really interesting. Uh, that uh, when you play um, at a like at an event at a gig, you'll study whoever is playing after you like their their style and what their type of music is before like preparing your set um i don't know if you remember saying that or like what what was kind of your thought process when you said that yeah i mean sometimes well when i play on a like a festival like loaded roll east or something similar or some big club night and i am not a headliner and i play Like before a headliner, I never play tracks from that artist. And I also try not to play harder than he will mm -hmm. or uh, that similar stuff. Because sometimes it happens that even like an opening DJ is playing really hard stuff like Dead Limit or something. Mm -hmm. And it happened to me a lot that when I was playing on some small small club night where I was a headliner, a lot of people, like well, a lot of DJs that were before me, they were playing like heavy stuff. And I think it's kind of, it's weird because like, maybe it's only me and my opinion, but I think when someone is a headliner, people are going mostly uh, to check that kind of music he plays. Yeah. And I think that the whole night should be like in a similar vibe. I mean, if someone plays harder and he plays like the last, as the last DJ or after the headliner when it's like super late in the morning, uh, super late in the evening, like early morning, you know, like 4 a.m. or something. Yeah. And people need like hard stuff to stay awake, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's fine. But I, I just, you know, my point is that if hybrid minds is a headliner and they play at 1am that I won't play that limit at midnight before, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no, I my whole yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a very, um, how would I say? Like the opposite of, uh, of selfish. It's like very generous to like think about the headline and, You almost, the way you're talking, it's almost like you're serving or helping the headline in that sense to make like the best evening possible. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really good approach. Yeah. Um, I want to just keep it on the festivals and, and live because you played, I mentioned it, Let It Roll, Hospitality on the Beach. Um, just wondering what were some of your like most memorable like live experiences um any festival that you played that really really stood out for any reason so i think one of my favorite gigs happened in 2019 it was uh on a festival here in slovakia it's called grape festival and it's also like in my hometown mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know if it's like 15k or 20k people visit that festival But for example, like Wilkins Live was there, and that's Sky, that's Sky oh. as well, and stuff like this. It, it, it's not the indie festival; it's like live bands and so on. But they have many stages, and so on. And I I played there before as well, but it was on 
like a really small stage. It wasn't even like an official stage. Okay. But uh, in 2019, I got booked into a really huge tent. It was like the biggest uh, tent after main stage. And I, I played there and it was like, it was unbelievable. It was, it was one of the best gigs I've ever mm. played. And it, it felt even more special because it was in my hometown. Yeah. So I could see some people like I, I knew, you know, and I also had a MC there, which gave another special hype wipe. Mm-hmm. And I have really cool photos from it. And I even played like two bass house tracks, oh, well. <laughs> which was cool. And I wanted to try it and people did enjoy it. Okay. That was risky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would never play bass house on, on a TNB club night, but oh, yeah, on a festival like this, where people enjoy all kinds of, mu- all kinds of music, I wanted to give it a try. Yeah. And yeah, and it was amazing. And I'm still thinking about it. And I was supposed to play on the same stage last year in 2020. I was really excited. I even started like preparing my track list, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then this stuff came and we did not party at all. So I'm yeah. sad because it was, it was uh, last year of the festival here in my hometown because they are moving it into a different city. Oh, okay, wow. So, yeah, and another cool party, well, not cool party, but another festival was in Slovakia as well. It's called Pohoda. It's the biggest festival here. I think mm-hmm. it has like 50K, maybe even more. And I was also playing on the second biggest stage in a mm-hmm. tent. I guess the tent had maybe like 4,000 people, maybe even more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was huge, and Dimension was headliner at the oh, night. Wow. You know, I was I was playing after him. Okay. And yeah, it was it was amazing. That's great. Did Did you get to meet him? Yeah, I I met him a few times. Ah, oh, cool. Because uh, yeah, I know you've talked a bit about Dimension in the past. I think he's like one of your favorite drone bass artists, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about, because, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of him as well. Uh, what is it about, like, his music uh, specifically that you enjoy or admire so much? Well, I think everything about him, because I really I really love his style and all of his, like, concept, like the darkness and the orchestral stuff and stuff like this. You know, he always wears only black and shirts. You know, like, when yeah, he wears a T-shirt... You see a lot of memes about him. <laughs> and I I find that he's he's somewhere else because like the marketing as well, the the music, I don't know, I find it really interesting and he's also like really cool in person. Mm. He's like uh he he looks like he has like a lot of secrets, you know, and you just yeah. you wanna know everything about him. <laughs> And like very I don't mysterious. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But definitely. yeah. I really love tracks from him like the older ones, like Pull Me Under and Love to Me. Yeah, and yeah, this is something when someone says when someone says dance for D and B, these are the tracks that instantly comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has some also the ones with uh, culture shock, the like some absolute like classics. Uh, I'm, cu- I'm curious. I don't know if you, yeah, I'm sure you know, like he's putting out an album uh, yeah, yeah. soon. Uh, the latest single, uh, Offender. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, of course. But, I love but, it. What, you, you love it? Because it's very different. The yeah. first drop, the first time I heard it, I was like, what? Yeah, I like it because I I think that it was supposed to be like the remix he made for Prodigy, but... I, I, I've heard that it will never get out. So I, I think that he remade it into this one because you can hear like the similar sounds because ah, okay. you could hear like, you could hear the remix in some of his sets before he played it. And I I really like it because it's something else. It performs well because like he just, he just uh, posted the video from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. How uh, he played the track and the, 
the crowd was mad. And yeah, also the sound design is on point as well. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just, uh, for example, I love when artist is uh, like trying something else. Yeah, because it's different, and also I think similar stuff is happened with the new album from Wilkinson and Subfocus. Yeah, yeah, portals. portals one. Uh, because like a lot of people were like, I'm disappointed and it's not that dancey and stuff like this, you know, but mm-hmm. I think that album is amazing because you, you, you have, uh, even non DNB tracks there, you have some party bangers there, but you have a lot of music you can listen at home or mm-hmm. somewhere else. And as I said before, I enjoy a lot of music from Wilkinson because of his mm, instruments, mm-hmm. live elements and vocalists. And this is the kind of stuff they made. Yeah. And I'm I'm like I'm like happy that they did this and they were not afraid to put something like this out because from names like that people will expect only some mainstream hits you know yeah, yeah, yeah but they released something else something that uh is different and it's more about the emotions in the music than about party wipe or how to say it yeah yeah no absolutely and yeah, yeah and also like the it was like a really good interview with them on ukf and on some other websites i i read everything and like the the whole story about this like studio where they recorded it the people worked with them and the instruments and all of these things there it, it's really interesting and it adds a lot about mm. the it adds about it adds a lot to the music and to the story so yeah. it's it's really nice i think yeah yeah i'm i'm a bit like you i'm always very very like respectful of uh, artists that have already a strong like brand image and they're known for a specific sound and then they try something else um yeah like for example one of my favorite like metal bands is uh bring me the horizon like i don't know if you've heard of them but yeah they started yeah, yeah, of like, quite heavy and then every single album <clears throat> they went like a different direction like more uh electronic and more orchestral mm-hmm. and then it's almost like radio music at this point and every album they get a lot of hate of people saying oh you were better before and they don't care like they just do their own thing and they do what they want to do uh yeah yeah i I always find that very impressive yeah i mean i think it's really bad if you uh post a comment like this under your uh, favorite artist's post or something because as I said before, your taste and everything changes. And if you feel like making a dancey track, you will make a dancey track. You won't make something else, you know. If you feel like making different, uh, different things, you should do it. And you can't please everyone. So, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I want to ask you something else. I'm just curious because. Obviously, you're the, my first guest. That's from uh, Slovakia, um, so I'm I'm just curious what the the drum and bass scene looks like in in Slovakia. From what you're saying, there's quite some big festivals there, but uh, like in dr- in terms of drum and bass, what does the scene look like exactly? So I think it's it's really good. We we have uh, a lot of good parties here, and my one of my friends who is a promoter he he um he's trying to bring like more mainstream dnb names mm. here for example um he had dimension like in 2019 he booked him again alongside culture shock but oh, wow. we had to like he had, uh, he had to he had to postpone it you know yeah, yeah yeah uh for three times now so yeah and we have like a lot of club shows then uh, in the 
like not in my uh, city area, but more into like uh, middle of Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Uh, people there enjoy uh, more harder drone base. So mm-hmm. they there is like one crew that has a lot of fans and they always have full parties. And yeah, we also uh, have like Liquid City here, then Hospitality Slovakia, then um, some uh, Let It Roll, like Winter Edition, mm. or Let It Roll on Tour Edition, then also uh, one DNB festival that happens in summer. We used to have Let It Roll in summer as well, but then it uh, stayed in Czech Republic only. Mm. So we have this festival. Uh, yeah, so so it's quite healthy. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's fine. I mm. think the people enjoy it. And I'm really lucky that, um, not lucky, well, maybe lucky as well, <laughs> but I'm really happy that even the big festivals are booking some TNB acts as well, because mm. I really think that people are enjoying it, especially like around 1, 2 a.m. when it's summer and you can dance to music like this. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed it comes back soon. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to slowly close close this off, but uh, I just want to touch on one last topic. Um, I, if I heard correctly, I think you mentioned earlier that you're doing music uh, full time. Um, so I'm just I'm just curious if that's like your 100% of your your income is on music or if you have a side job and yeah it yeah since I uh, finished high school this is my uh, full time job okay, okay but well. it's not like from from selling music or something it's mostly from gigs yeah yeah okay so yeah th- that's quite interesting because most of the guests I have on like almost all of them have like a full-time job and do music on the side so i'm just curious when you when you finished high school what was your thought process like of doing music full-time was it like was that the only option or did you hesitate or what did it look like well i uh first of all i think if i lived in a in another country for example like uk or austria or holland or belgium or i don't know I think I wouldn't be able to have this full time because mm. in my country uh, the prices for like a flat rent or groceries or stuff like this are cheaper than for example in your country or so. Yeah. So I think this is the main reason why I am able to uh, have this as a full time job. But uh, I don't know, like after I was done with high school, I uh, I moved to Prague for like uh, one month <laughs> and I uh, I really wanted to live there because I love that city. I have a lot of friends there. But uh, when I when I uh, when I uh, moved there, I realized that if I want to live here and stay here, I will have to find a job mm. because I would not be able to survive from gigs only. And back at the time, I did not have that many gigs as I, for example, had last year or so. Well, mm. I mean, 2019 and 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I moved back and I, I, I said that I don't want to live like a basic life. I don't want to go to a job I hate. I want to do something I love. And I, I got uh, the audio interface and uh, monitors, stuff like this. I built a studio in my place, well, at my parents' place. I, I'm glad I did that because from that, I somehow had gigs and so on. Then I moved out to Capital City three years ago, I think. And I lived alone for like two years or so, maybe. Oh, uh, three years, because I moved away three years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but when this Corona stuff started in March last year, I uh, had to move out. So I'm back uh, my parents' place. 
Mm. Yeah, and it's it helped a lot because you know, like now when I don't have any gigs, I wouldn't be able to pay the rent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's super cool that uh, at least until last year, you were able to live from gigs. Uh, I know it's the it's a dream for a lot of people, so uh, it's super cool that that you managed to 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 do it. And I guess any advice for somebody who wants to be a DJ, they can move to Slovakia. but uh yeah no cool thanks a lot for thanks a lot for coming on man i really appreciated this this chat um yeah thank you for having me maybe let people know uh where they can reach out to you check you out any socials that you have and any upcoming projects maybe that you you want to chat about that you can disclose yeah so i uh i have a one collab with Andromedic. It will be a liquid track and I think it sounds really good and I think that people will be surprised because he always makes like really dancey, energetic tracks. Yeah. And this will be like something different from him. Mm-hmm. And then the one with Lottie, as I mentioned before, the yeah. radio track and the one with the future-based rap but I still need to finish that one. <laughs> and I recently started like uh, some other dancey track and it's writing itself. So I hope that I will finish that one soon, but I need to find a good vocalist for it. Mm. And yeah, so I don't know about the releases because as I said before, I think there is no point to release music at the moment. Mm. And I think I will save it when yeah. the gigs are back so i because when i have a new music out it means you get gigs because you put out something and you know like it's a circle yeah. fingers crossed it's as soon as possible uh thank you Slovakia. i hope it comes back as soon as possible uh yeah thanks again for coming on um, thanks a lot too let's keep in touch and uh all the best for this new year thanks to you too